According to our schedule, it is now time for our board meeting. During the board, we call this meeting to order. And allegiance, and we're going to have Abby Trosper um, do the pledge. And I think that's been a pre recorded one. So if everybody can stand. Hi, I'm Abigail, and I'm a junior member of the Southwestern chapter. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Awesome job, Abby. <laughs> Very nice. Yay. So I'll look forward to hearing that a couple more times. Um, when she comes to our meetings, she, she'll do that in person too. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I just have a few housekeeping reminders. So board members are, are usually speak. Be given a chance at the end of the meeting to speak. Um, for comments, um, please keep yourself muted unless you are speaking just to help cut down on the background noise. And start with roll call of officers with Cassie Trosper. Cassie Trosper is our interim secretary, um, did resign. And so Cassie has been appointed to fulfill the remainder of her term. So Cassie. Alrighty, so I have President Carrie Muth. Present. I have VP Vice President One, Leonard Kokel. And Leonard is here. He needs to press star six to unmute. We have it set up so you can, but he is here. Okay, should I keep going, Carrie? Yeah, Leonard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes, there you are. go. We got gotcha. you. Good. Okay. I'm present. Yeah, we can't get on the link. That's right, because you're on the telephone. Well, yeah, yeah but do the computer. We can't get make it. Um, I, I did reset her the link a few minutes ago, Leonard, so she can try again. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Cassie. Okay, I've got Vice President 2, Darian Slayton Fleming. I'm here. I have Treasurer Sue Schwab. Present. Secretary Cassie Trosper, I'm here. I have interim, or sorry, immediate past president, James Edwards. He is not here. No. And then I've got District 1 rep, Teresa Christian. And then I've got District 2 rep, Michael. I am present. And me. I'm here. Great. Thank you. Um, And then present so i don't know deb cook lewis if you can give us an idea on how many people are are we have 10 people on that side and nine and then that's we subtract me because i don't count that makes it 18 <laughs> 18 total so minus our board so we have about well, nine or ten guests. yeah yeah 10 yeah yeah there's two people on the board who are on the get yeah. on the attendee side okay. so there's eight Great. yeah Okay, thanks. Won't show up on that because of you're you're showing up just fine. I see you fine. 
uh, I think he's saying for attendance purposes, Deb is with him on the... Yeah, sure. Okay. And I think I just uh, heard Teresa come in. Teresa, you are here, correct? I heard Teresa Christian join. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, she's muted. She's she's here. Teresa, you're muted. Uh, I'm unmuted. I'm here, but I have tons of noise going on. Okay, no problem. Thank (laughs) you. We just want to make sure you're present and accounted for. Thank you. Uh All right. 10 guests or 11 guests? Um, 18. 18. Uh, Well, 19 minus 8. So 11 guests. 11 guests. There are actually eight people on the attendee side who are not board members. Okay. Okay. So our next item is approval of the agenda. I emailed out the agenda to the board members, and I was going to do a little bit of changing here. So I'm going to remove most of the committee reports because I decided it would be nice for those committee reports to happen Sunday during our membership meeting. I will keep um, on there the bylaws because we do need to discuss that and an update from the mischievous misfits on there. Um, I'm going to remove the AMMS database issue that was on the under new business. Um, I've talked to Cassie, and between her and I, we're going to get that taken care of. We're going to add, um, at, under new business, we're going to add an issue of a labor printer request with Alan and Tyann Wilmoth, an item donations to ACB Media and a auction. Are there any other additions or changes to the agenda for this meeting? All right, hearing none, I guess I need a motion to accept the agenda as a... Am I unmuted? Yes, you are. Yes, Darian. I move to accept. Madam President, did you get the change from words on the bylaw? Oh, yeah, yes, I did change that. Yep, thank you. Do, do I have a second on Darian's motion to accept the amended? Thank you, Mona. So we have a motion made by Darian, seconded by amended agenda. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Um, next up is secretary's minute. The previous minutes, you had sent some out. I did. I sent the July 8th board meeting minutes out, I believe, on. Mm-hmm. And then I also, do you want me to do them separate? Well, I think we can just say, you know, you sent, say which all ones you sent out, and then we'll just go from there. Okay. So I sent out the July 8th board meeting minutes. I sent out the July 26th special board meeting minutes, and I sent out the August 16th special board meeting minutes. Thank you. Do do any board members have any questions for Cassie on those um, minutes as sent out? All right, can I, um, I didn't accept them as sent out. Mona, I move we accept the minutes as they were presented. 
Thank you, Mona. I'll second that. Thank you, Sue. So we have a motion made by Mona, seconded by Sue, to accept the three sets of minutes as sent out. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? You. Treasurer's report, Sue. Hey, um, uh, this is as of today, the checking balance, including it together is $2,412.16. Um, we have um, remaining in our student convention donation fund, $1,183.80. Um, we have restricted funds. $367,151.01 and our unrestricted fund balance, um, not counting um, net income, $2,442 and uh, let's see, retained earnings of retained earnings of 165531 But it's the unrestricted fund balance I wanted you to hear, the 22442 um, our year today, read that through today rather than cutting it off in September, because we had our expenses for the convention of the mostly. So I give believe it gives a true more true picture of the um, activity for the whole year since we're near the end. Income that we've taken into the for the year so. $17,625.80. And that is 51% of what we budgeted. Our budgeted income was 34250 And uh, obviously we can probably pay, play the role in suppressing our income ability, fundraising and such. Um, the investment in interest that we have so far i don't have the third quarter in here but we've earned 13 dollars in dividends and interest on our um wet bush investments we will be hearing from greg tomorrow who will give us a little more in depth on our and uh what future to be um, but I, he's done well in helping us to make money. Um, obviously, $13,074 goes a long ways in supporting our budget. Expenses, uh, board travel, board operating, which includes board travel, board insurance, president's expenses, has only been $80 this year. There we, uh, I had budgeted 7,325 for the year, thinking we'd be through this stuff by now. Um, program expenses, which includes our uh, legislative activity, our leadership training, uh, scholarships that we pay to the national, grants and allocations, blind skills support and oral whole park support. Um, we've paid $7,441.97 so far and we had budgeted 22,400. Uh, members listen our webpage, postage and mailing, membership dues paid to the national and our angel wall um, 
we took in is $2.97. Oh, and by the way, we dollars in angel wall donations. So it was self-support that went to both Bev Rushing and Charlotte Nodden. Um, just put them on the angel wall. Uh, general operating expenses, which is chapter support, um, our year-end year uh, fees that we pay for taxes and review, um, our warranty renewal that we pay for the embosser, corporate filing fees, which are, are our uh, tax fees that we pay for our nonprofit, office supplies and, and merchant fees and uh, bank charges, uh, $1,078.50. So those total, all those expenses, uh, $1,171.44, which uh, was only 33% of what I budgeted. So our expenses came in even lower than our income, even though everything was suppressed. So we actually are still in the black, $6,254.36 this year. Uh, we need to do with the wet bush and realize gain or loss, which is the market rate uh, that those investments go up or down. And uh, we've had a hot market all year. Our investments increased $24,698. So we could say our income for the year was $30,952. And that's uh, that's my report. That sounds great. I would like to say, um, you mentioned Greg Jacobson. Um, he'll be presenting on Sunday, not tomorrow. Sunday, you're correct. <laughs> that's okay. Hard to keep track of days sometimes. Yeah, it's going to be one long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions for Sue? Yes. Yeah, Darian. Um, how much did we earn from the secret fundraiser? The secret fundraiser. I kind of thought you somebody might ask. We earned two hundred and fifty-eight dollars and fifty-two cents. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Are there any other questions? All right, I'd entertain a motion that we accept the treasurer's report. I don't know. Are we supposed to do that or do we have to do that? A motion? I always forget. Can we just accept it? Do we need to vote on it, guys? We did it with the minutes, so we might as well do it with the... That's what I was thinking. Thank you, Darian. Okay. I'd entertain a motion. We accept the treasurer's report just presented. All second. All right, great. Thank you. We have a motion made by Leonard... Leonarded, Leonard Gogol, and seconded by Michael Babcock. It's going to be a long weekend, you guys. <laughs> um, any other discussion? All right. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Great. Motion carries. Thank you. So, correspondence. Um, I will say I, I did receive a an email letter from OAAVL regarding um, Braille production, and we'll talk about that later in the agenda. Um, and I did receive an email earlier from James Edwards that I'm going to go ahead and have Sue read. He requested it be read at this meeting. Yes. Um, he, uh, Leonard, uh, uh, James says, I sincerely apologize in advance for not being available to participate in this convention board meeting. 
It is unfortunate that in my role as mayor of my city, I am obligated to conduct the business of the city. And as such, I have a very important city council meeting tonight that conflicts with this board meeting. I want you all to know my heart and interest is still with the American Council of the Blind of Oregon. And I truly wish I could be there with you tonight. Sincerely, James Edwards, immediate past president. Thank you very much. Is there any other correspondence? All right, hearing none, we'll move forward. Announcements, you know, usually I have something to announce. I really don't have anything to announce other than, hey, I'm glad it's our convention weekend. <laughs> Does anybody else have any announce, any board members have any just announcements they'd like? All right, hearing none, we'll go on to district rep reports. District 1, Teresa, would you like to give your report, please? Sure. Well, I'm pretty excited. I think this uh, this convention is rolling out to be really fun already. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the Willamette Valley chapter, they have met in person twice now since COVID, September and October. Um, they are planning to have an in-person Christmas party, and I've been to a few of them, and they are pretty fun. And they also donated a really cool basket to the auction, so you might want to look for that on Sunday. It's called the Best of the Northwest. They've got some good stuff in it. Um, the Pioneer chapter has been meeting kind of off and on in person, and they've tried on the phone a few times, um, which is pretty valiant for them because they were very not comfortable with that, but they did it. Um, they had two members pass this year. Uh, Wes Smith, who has been um, a, a uh, person very, very active in the blind community and in the Portland area and Hall Park. He died in uh, January and then Dick Nixon passed a few weeks ago and he's been in ACB for over 50 years. He was very active for a long time as well. Um, the Metro PDX chapter, we took a break for July and August, which is unusual. We don't usually do that. Um, we started meeting again in September. Um, our members don't feel comfortable meeting in person yet. Um, you know, the Portland area has got one of the higher rates of COVID, so we feel the need to be really cautious. And um, let's see, Desiree and Tyanne, our convention co-chairs, are part of our chapter. So, you know, a lot of our chapter is pretty involved with the convention planning. And Mary Lee Turner is in our chapter, and she's kind of... Um, the main push power uh, pedestrian safety stuff that is going on and she involved in a coalition here in Portland, you know, and so it, it's become a much broader scope than just what our chapter is doing. That's what's up in District 1. Thank you, Teresa. Anybody have any questions for Teresa? Yeah, Darian. Isn't the Oregon Aging and Vision Loss in District 1? Or is no. it? Oh, it's in District, District 3. three. Uh -huh. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. No that. That's okay. Thanks for asking. Any other questions? All right, great. Thanks. Thank you, Teresa. Sounds like some very active chapters. So, District 2, Michael Babcock. 
All right. So the Southwestern chapter had an in-person meeting on October 9th. We had 10 members in attendance. And from those who were in attendance, a majority of the individuals were interested in taking up meeting in person again. We did not encompass Zoom or a hybrid solution for our chapter meeting as the acoustics would not have been advantageous for bringing people in and people being able to hear. Uh, the Southwestern chapter will also begin receiving membership payments or, or membership dues in November. Those are to be sent to Leonard uh, for membership of 2022. And at our next boarding meeting, at our next board meeting, I should be able to provide you with an accurate number of uh, active members. Um, and uh, before I conclude this, I have to, we, we regret to inform the membership that one of our previous members has passed away and our condolences go out to the family of Ben Muth as he passed away on October 5th of 2021. At this time, that does conclude the District 2, board, um, District 2 report. Thank you, Michael. Anybody have any questions for Michael? I, I will um, like to say I have heard of a few a few people with interest in the Eugene area. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what 2022 brings to add another chapter, or, you know, some district to <laughs> give you more work, Michael. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Um, district three, Mona Huntley. Okay. Um, first we have, uh, O'Avel, um, and they've been, uh, they've had three, of course, all of their meetings are on Zoom and intend to be only on Zoom. They've had, they've had speakers at every meeting. Um, I don't know exactly how many people are in the group right now, but it seems like the meetings have been full and active of those meetings. Uh, we've had other groups that have gotten they were so enthused with that speaker that like Klamath Falls and Grove um, Valley um, had Mary Lee Turner speak on telephone calls. Valley is planning on asking Desiree to speak on a telephone call so um, it's it's branched out and doing very very well. The Klamath group is meeting on phone only. Um, a lot of illness and a lot of transportation problems, uh, but they are uh, staying in touch as much as they can. Jackie Reed has been working because uh, Joan Ho is um, not doing real well. Uh, and the, the Mary Lee's talk so much so uh, that two of those people have decided, yes, it's time. And they've gotten their white canes out and they're getting used to using them. So that's that's a big step, it really is. And the Rogue Valley chapter uh, has been meeting in person. We decided not to uh, stop meeting during the summer. We did that. Um, we had uh, one meeting canceled at the very last minute because the restaurant we were meeting in didn't have enough staff to have the restaurant open. And that was real interesting because it was just a scramble I mean, 
I didn't know until like an hour before. So, um, but it, it worked out. Uh, and then we've had two other in-person meetings and we had uh, Steve did one of them and they have real good news. They, they have now have funding. Uh, they got a grant that is going to allow us, um, they were able to hire people that uh, two of them are gonna be helpful to the blind community. Uh, one is going to be a person that will go in and help set up things like bump dots and help people uh, get used to where things are in their homes and how to run stuff. And we are going to have an O&M instructor, uh, something we have not had. So uh, that's, that's it, I think, for District 3. Are there any questions? I would say, Mona, that's pretty resources that are going to help um, our community, you know, um, with those extra people at Hassel. So that's great. Any yes. other uh, <clears throat> questions for Mona? Something. Go yeah, Darren. Okay. Um, our, our November meeting, just in case anybody's interested, is on November 1st. And we will be having a that we're calling mingling meals mobility and mingling to talk about the challenges of eating and socializing an impairment and that's all level right yeah so, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. great um, thank you yeah we did i did forgot we have been approached or at least i've been approached by the three river school district which is the grants pass uh, major school district get um, early reader braille books uh, for some of their students that are learning braille. And I don't know if this is the first time the city has actually reached out to the blind community to help. Um, I was just thrilled that they even, uh, so, and I'm gonna be contacting everybody I can think of who might have books left from when either you had kids or you were a kid uh, that you might be interested in donating to our school district. I have because some our Mona. school district is interested in teaching Braille. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I will say Jean Marie recently gifted me with some. So, you know, I might forward those along because um, that, that's awesome. So awesome. Great. All right. Um, any other questions for Mona? All right, great. Thank you, our district reps. So our next item is Commissioner's Report. Oregon Commission for the Blind, Michael Babcock. Michael, he's somewhere. I will say we now. now. The unmute button usually, right? <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Unmuting yourself in Zoom doesn't unmute yourself on the board. <laughs> there is some background noise. Uh, background noise like kids? Or yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it, okay. it was just a secondary and I didn't quite get myself muted. So that was um, my fault. Start over by saying I emailed Cassie a copy of this report so it'll be in the minutes that are sent out. Neglected to add to that report that just to acknowledge that Daisha will be here tomorrow to give us a more up-to-date 
commission is up to. So at the October 1st commission call, uh, we had two staff members on the call. Was the first day of the new fiscal year. Currently, we are on time for the new management system called AWARE. And September 30th was the final day for transactions in System 7, which is the, well, now I guess it would be the now former case management system that the commission uh, was using. The go-live date was October 18th. Day. And there's a two-week training transition period uh, during that. And all of the test data that was added to the new AWARE system uh, had a 99% accuracy. So it sounds like it's a uh, ongoing and successful transition. The AWARE system is more accessible than System 7, from my understanding. There how accessibility would be... Uh, handled for the new AWARE system. And Alliance Enterprises, the vendor of the AWARE system, does have a dedicated accessibility team to provide accessibility feedback for uh, individuals using access technology who are also using the AWARE system. There are also 37 other states that are using the AWARE system, and that is very encouraging. The remaining states are using uh, either in-built system, uh, in in-house systems or other third-party systems for their case management system. Uh, expectation that as of September 1st, offices would date has been pushed forward. Uh, so offices are not generally open to the public. Um, services are being delivered via appointments. And the current reopening date is for our January 1st, the first business day after January 1st would be January 3rd. So uh, officially the first, but they expect to open offices on January 3rd. Um, in late August, the governor did um, issue an executive order to require vaccinations. This does not include However, employees and staff had until October 18th to uh, get through the or to get their uh, vaccinations uh, processed. It's a three-step process. Staff members must policy, add data related to their vaccination, and upload proof of their vaccination to an online system that staff members have access to. At the point of the meeting, so as of October 1st, there was no evidence that the commission would be losing any employees. Let's see. Vendor managers, employees, and their contractors would be required to be vaccinated. Uh, and they have sent this information and to contractors and managers as of October 1st should have the information for this. I've got one more section I want to cover real quick, and that is that the commission has upgraded the apartment using for independent living skills in Portland. These units now have washers and dryers, well, a washer and a dryer in the unit itself, so you no longer 
back to the laundry room to get your laundry done. And uh, they should have two clients in those apartments, of course, exploring further uh, client acquisition for the commission uh, now that they have this new apartment set up in place. And services for people in Portland are being provided in person and virtual. Big challenges that I didn't think about, but has become apparent, is that the process of acquiring signatures in an accessible means challenge. It sounds like this has been resolved for the most part uh, because they are bringing new people on, uh, new clients on. O and M is typically done in person. Meal pe- meal prep is done in person. Open again. And all of the people who have requested independent living skills are currently receiving those people, uh, are currently receiving those services. And then I have this last note here uh, that I believe we are now in people's homes and on streets doing O&M, which is super encouraging. Uh, and then the one note that I have here for the is that the training is being supplied virtually and there are currently five facilities that are open. And that concludes my commissioner's report. Michael, very thorough. Um, Yeah, great, great report. Any questions of Michael? Great, thank you. Next up is the whole foundation and learning center. More? So Jean Marie, you should be able to unmute. She should be able to, she'll have to raise her hand. Okay, Jean Marie, can you raise your hand? And we will... And we will fix her up. There you go. Thank you. Hi, Jean Marie. Um, hello. Well, Hall Foundation and Learning Center, the biggest deal is that this year we changed our name from oh. Oral Hall for Camp Park for the Blind and Learning Center for those with blindness and sight loss and the underlying thing is keeping hope and dreams alive i have experienced happening um there have been there have been zoom calls all throughout the pandemic and there have events um one no four events one was a tea party in june which was really fun. I took the train up bright and early in the morning and there, and it was pretty cool. Um, there were a lot of people, um, there were, and the staff, there was a food that was really good made by, um, then the, in August, there was a mini social, um, where, some people came to the foundation and we hung out and we went on tour. We went to the big museum and a winery and some other things that I'm not remembering right now. Um, then there was a golf tournament um, and it's, it was a very unusual one and I can't relate to any of it, but it had something to do with, with obstacles I'm sorry, I'm not doing a very good job explaining this. Balls that went into different kinds of of holes. There were whole 
holes that were sponsored and and people made them. And I'm sorry, Mary Lee is on a plane right now because she could explain this a lot better than I can. And then after the golf tournament, there was a, we had an art Facebook art auction this year, which will be happening every year. We don't know if it will be on Facebook, but it will be happening every year. Um, and it's featuring the artists for, uh, for, for people with blindness or sight loss. And there were some really cool things. One of my friends, um, Lorraine in San Jose, um, crocheted an Afghan that fit a twin art. This is my hobby. I said, everybody who looks at it thinks it's art. So, <laughs> so, um, and she was in a position to donate all of her bid to the foundation. So that was really wonderful. The artists got paid 60% and the foundation got paid 40%. The next thing that happened was we had a living with sight loss seminar that Mary Lee Turner and Julie Wright co-facilitated and Luther and I worked as volunteers along with some other people. And it was so fast. It was just last night there was a Zoom call and almost every person that was at that seminar was on the call, including Luther. And it was just great to have people in incorporating what they had learned um, at this seminar. And there is a resource guide that we were all given and we have all kinds of different things. And if you want to contact the whole park office, I don't know if they could just send it to you or not, but the thing is that October is membership month and uh, donations are one of the main things that sustains us. We are not government supported in any way. So donations and grants are most helpful. Membership, the base dollars a year you know, when I think about all the Zoom calls I could have attended, it's kind of amazed because there are three, at least three a week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Michael Babcock, as a matter of fact, is a presenter. He's the, I call him the droid guy because <laughs> I'm never in his classes. He's there for way around though. We had a class about that and we had We've had other classes about things that are quite meaningful. Uh, Apple classes and also a walkathon around the world. In I don't remember the exact name, but around the world in 80 days is how I remember it. And so we're traveling. And there are write-ups that happen. And um, if you signed up to be on the walkathon, you're getting those writings. Okay, and I guess that's it. Great. Thanks, Jean Marie. And I, I will say that the walkathon thing, you know, part of it is a fundraiser to get sponsors, but it's also encouraging people to move, get up and move. So, because yeah, it's you know, 20 minutes of activity equals a mile, and then you turn your miles in every day. 
Yeah. So even if, if it's washing dishes or vacuuming, so household stuff. So or um, and they do or walking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's just another great way to get that exercise. So thanks so much, Jean Marie. And we look forward to hearing from Kareth um, Vance, the new director, tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, any questions for Jean Marie? Great. Next, the stylist, Teresa. Hello again. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, I want to thank everybody that helps me. I'm the face of the stylist or the voice of the stylist, I guess. But, um, you know, Tyann started doing the brailing, jeez, um, oh, how long ago? A year or two? And, um, you know, it's just been really great working with each of these people that I'm going to talk about. But Tyann's doing the brailing and her husband, Alan, is doing the printing and that has saved us about $85 each quarter, each issue that he's doing that. And then um, my daughter helped out a lot with some of the technical stuff um, in terms of formatting, in terms of um, she helps me with the stories a lot of the times. And uh, she's quite creative. It, it's it's pretty pretty fun working with her. And then Erin uh, Parker has held uh, printing of the labels for several years. And um, <clears throat> before Tyann and Alan were doing what they're doing, I was having to, um, you know, deal with getting the physical copies and getting them mailed out. And Erin was helping me with all of that stuff too, as well as. Pat Wallace helped with that some at that point, too. And then there's Steve Armbrist, who has been recording the stylist for I don't know how long he was doing it when I got to Oregon nine years ago. So I don't know how long he did it before that, but he does an excellent job. These people are what make it happen besides just me doing the part that I do. So I couldn't do it without him. I really appreciate it. Um. A little bit different this time, just some of the kind of variety of topics that we cover in the stylus. Um, we do news from around the state when different uh, chapter presidents will send me what's going on with their chapter. Then we get to find out about what's happening with each other, which is kind of fun. Um, oftentimes, I have some kind of tech-related article in there, different things related to from tips, from life experiences, um, things like that. Um, we'll have different things on a mental mental health related section on inspiration um, to just, just kind of help you live your life better, whether you're sighted or blind, whatever. Um, we usually have a recipe in there. A lot of them are donated by Carrie because Carrie's has some really interesting, fun things to share that way. Um, I'm usually trying to have some kind of health-related article in there of all kinds of... Um, and then we have the story submission contest story that's kind of sprinkled throughout the uh, the newsletter from the beginning to the end, and then you get the big reveal at the end who contest so that's kind of it in a nutshell does anybody have any questions hey, Teresa you know we have had a lot of people sign up for our convention that are Oregon members mm -hmm. so if somebody in our audience wanted to be added to our list to receive this 
Um, well, they could contact me to be, to get on, on the stylus email list. But if they've joined as members, they will automatically be getting the stylus. They just need to let us know what format they want. Yeah. And it, and it is available on our website. That is. And um, print version, but Michael also as well. So there. let no? me jump in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I am working on posting all of the back audio. Those uh, will be on the website soon. And I just, well, Teresa was talking, was looking at the website, and I realized I have not updated the link on the homepage. So my bad. Give it about five minutes, and everyone can see the latest <laughs> version that was published in September. So, yes, it will be available. In- <laughs> awesome. Does it right now, right? Convention. He's kind of off in that way. <laughs> I know. He, I think he's one of the best multitaskers I know. I, uh, better than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does anybody, uh, um, any other board members have any questions for Teresa regarding the stylus? Yes. Yeah, Darian? Could you give us the numbers, please? Like how many, what formats? I can certainly do that, yes. Okay. There's 80 folks getting the emails, 25 people getting the logs, eight people, four people getting the cartridge versions. Oh, the significant reduction in cartridge yes. use. Uh huh. Well, several of the people who receivers. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? It, it, you know, you always, you know, when it pops into my email, I, you know, sometimes I'm busy doing something else. It's like, oh, wait, I got to see. <laughs> well, good. Especially, especially following the little story sprinkled throughout. That's a lot of fun. It just makes it interesting and <laughs> in trying to figure out who might have won that issue. Thank yeah. you for all your work. Yeah, thank you. Um, and our, our last commissioner's report is for the talking book. Deb Kokel need to raise her hand or she's with Leonard to be able to unmute. I did let oh, yay. Yes, yes, you are. Good job. Awesome okay. Sauce. I um, can report that the library council met on June 3rd and welcomed new members, Christy Davis, Brian, Brian Yoder, as well as the state librarian is Nancy Hoover. A more targeted spring appeal was uh, organized around better than average. Be successful, donations were better than average. Future way to reduce costs as well as increase um, donation. The pro it took about six in 2020 to get the duplication on demand up and running, and that's very successful. The patrons really like it. BART is still active, and they are still sending books out to um, patrons upon request. Um, this budget 
this year's budget is about $15,000 higher. Um, Cam's position is now active, and I don't even know who Cam is. That's terrible. But since I wasn't able, um, they've added translation services. More Spanish are, are being produced. Budget lines have remained the same. Um, descriptive. DVD um, circulation remains stable, and the and the budget was passed unanimously. And thank you for putting up with my very disorganized report. No, that was great information, um, Deb. And when when is the next meeting? You guys have another meeting soon. We do. It's November. Um, I don't know. Oh, that's okay. It's in November. Coming up soon. Okay. It might be the 9th. I'm not sure. I can let y'all know. <laughs> yeah. And we we will be hearing from Elkie Bruton tomorrow um, from God. Talking Books. <laughs> All right. Does anybody have any questions for Deb? Yes. All right, Darian. How can I help you, Darian? What is duplication on demand? Um, that's where we can ask for books. And if there. Um, make a book available so that you can actually keep it longer. So you know how, I don't know if you're still getting books. They send us cartridges with eight books on it, and we're allowed to keep those as long as we want. I believe that's the case. If you and, like and I think donkey, um, And I think, Deb, that those include... You can request specific titles to, so that's yes, the on-demand exactly. portion. Yeah, I have not had success in that regard, except that they've said that they will do it, and mm -hmm. even when I've checked a year later, it still hasn't happened. So I can't speak to that too well. Yeah, Jean okay. Marie has Thanks. her hand up. All right, um, all right, Jean Marie. I will. I will entertain one question. Go ahead. Actually, it's <clears throat> to just help me out. I was the former at your position. And what I want to explain is that the library, well, the, what I do is I email the B, whatever, the, whatever those numbers are called, for the books that I want. And I have received every single thing I've asked. Um, so, and the other good thing books per cartridge is they'll put a whole series of like a mystery series i i don't like that because by the end i never want to read that author again but um you can get it as a series that's all Great. i'm just gonna say thank you all right thank thank you so much and you know thank you deb for filling that all of you guys you know that are holding these positions um with with our for all your time you spend outside of that. Um, so as mentioned earlier, we took some out of here. So we just have two things under here. Um, bylaws, um, and James Edwards is the bylaws chair, and obviously he's not um, able to be here. So um, Deb, there is one bylaw 
that was brought about. Um, Deb, was you able to get that recorded? Uh, yes, uh, I, I have that. It's uh, read by my husband. <laughs> he even got up Great. from his nap for this. <laughs> nice. Thank you, husband. Are you ready for that now? Yes, if you could go ahead and play that. that All right, let's do it. Current bylaw, bylaw 9, scheduling annual membership meetings. The membership may, at the October annual meeting, set the date, time, and place of its next annual meeting. Should the membership fail to schedule this event, the executive board shall determine the date, time, and place of the meeting. Proposed bylaw, bylaw 9, scheduling annual membership meetings. Annual membership meetings shall be set biannually. The membership may, at each subsequent October annual meeting, set the time, date, and place of the next two annual meetings. Should the membership fail to schedule these events, the executive board shall determine the date, time, and place of the meetings. Thank you, and thank you, Mr. Deb, for your <laughs> courting. <laughs> What's your husband's name? Deb? Rick. Rick. Rick Lewis. Rick, thank you, yeah. Rick. <laughs> All right. Um, proposed bylaw change, change that came um, from some of our members, and it's uh, wanting to bring before the membership on um is there any discussion? Yes, John. Madam Chairman. Yeah, Leonard. I believe the first one is an article change, is a constitutional change. And one is a bylaw change. Yeah, no, Leonard, that was, um, so James had done some work first and he had the old constitution and bylaws. He went. Okay, and then. Yeah, change okay i'm sorry yeah that, that that no that's okay no that was some original work that was being done so once we did some more exploration of bylaws and constitution this was the that would need changed for that and john sure i actually had nothing to say i was just trying to figure out how that okay. i would read <laughs> just in yeah. case huh yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and i will uh, mention this is a board meeting so so um do, do board members have any questions regarding this proposed bylaw change okay i would entertain a motion to pass it on to, to today so i, I will yeah Teresa. i move that we pass it on to the membership on sunday morning thank you Teresa. and we'll second that a motion to pass this bylaw on to the membership made by Teresa, seconded by Michael Babcock. Are there any other questions? All right, I'll go ahead and call for a vote. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. Um, the other thing under committee, I wanted to try to get an update from Tyann Wilmoth on the mischievous. Tyann, okay. are you in the, okay, great. Thanks. Um, in 
months because trying to get everybody's schedules to meet up so we can have a meeting hasn't worked out and every thing the schedules um a lot i think actually everyone that is a current is part of next gen so that was one of the nice um and tyan i would say several of you guys are on the fun squad and have been very busy with convention planning yes yeah yeah <laughs> all right great <clears throat> all right well hey that's great that several all right, anything else? No. Nope. Okay, any questions? Okay, great. Our other committee reports will be on Sunday. So we'll move on to unfinished, under unfinished business. So we'll go on to new business. So the first thing, and I, I mentioned this previously last year, um, my idea, is for a ACB of Oregon more than just a single day of leadership training. It, um, I do have some tentative, I've talked to whole foundation of dates the end of April, if we were able to find enough money in the budget and if, if board members this. Um, my idea of it was, you know, 30 to 40 people that, you know, all board members, um, chapter presidents and vice presidents and any other people. And it would be, you know, a, a, a two to three day retreat where we just focus on team building and leadership skills and just to become a stronger ACB of Oregon. Um, so I know with all of the, the COVID stuff, some people are more willing to do things in person and others are not. And th this event, depending on what we did for meals would cost, um, between eight and $9,000. Um, so I know that is a, a big chunk of funding when we typically have about $3,000 leadership fund um so so i guess you know one thing i'd like to know is if we were if we were to do something the end of april in person would people be willing to attend in person because you know if, if half of people weren't gonna be, feel like they would be ready and i realize that's still six months out <laughs> um so i'd just like to kind of uh take a poll so, so if you feel like you would meet in person, if you could just say yes, that would be great. And people in the hands and so board members, um, if you'd be willing to say yes, I, yes. I, yes. Yes. I, <laughs> okay. And you have one person in the audience who would do that. Okay, so we have about five people out of maybe 20 right now. Mm -hmm. so. <clears throat> so it doesn't look like a lot of people would be willing to attend. In mm. All right. 
just hard to say. I want to say maybe that's not. that is true it's so hard to tell six months from now there's just no way to know yet carrie yeah yeah darian i i just um am not convinced and shower situation is adequate for of a group i see have you two years okay yeah and, and, you know, part of the reason, you know, I is one is it's supporting another, you know, organization helping those of us with sight loss. Um, and is, you know, being away from the regular day to day stuff, you know, being out in that, I feel is more conducive to team building. Um, get lots of distractions and you get the bar at night and, you know, and bring alcohol out there or whatever. But I just say that, uh, you know, um, so. Carrie, if I may. Um, yeah, Mona. I, I think the idea, love to see you guys. And I'm not being um, on the board in the future. But I can't travel anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's a help yeah. to do with COVID. I just can't do it. Yeah. So, uh, but I think the idea is great, and I'd love to see you guys do it. Okay. Darian. Okay, Darian, and then whoever else. I couldn't tell who else was. I have an audience if you want to take any feedback. Okay. It's a, Darian. Um, that's like three times the usual budgeted amount that I think we would really need to do a dedicated fundraiser and not mm-hmm. expect a whole lot contribution from members. If we're going to do that, something that expensive, we have to plan for it. Okay. Thank you. And I was there one other? Jean Marie. Oh. Support okay. me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. all right. Well, we'll just uh, go ahead and maybe work on this in the future. Um, <coughs> and item of business. Madam President. Yes, Leonard. I just have to make a comment. Yeah. Time to start doing things a little more in person. It's <laughs> never good. More and more use of this virtual stuff, and that's the way it's going to happen. Organization. Thank you, Leonard. And and I will. My hope is that uh, you know, used to meet in person. Typically, we do that in January. Uh, you know, at the location, because our true hope is it in twenty. 20- and so our typical January board meeting is in person at the location. And I really hope that we offer a leadership training at that time, like we have previously. And whether we decide for April, um, because I know better weather is better for travel for some people. But thank you so much, Leonard, because I really appreciate those comments. I feel um you know, I, I know so many of us are tired of 
virtual stuff. I think it's great because for people to participate, but you know, there is so much more we miss out on not going in person. So thank you. All right. Um, the next item is increasing attendance at our next in-person convention. Sue Schwab wanted to discuss this. So Sue. <clears throat> okay. After you talked about an $8,000 weekend. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was put down. So there we go. <laughs> well, way back um, in 2019, I did a proposal to the board of uh, different ways we can try and increase our convention attend uh, attendance. I had various different um, scenarios. Um, I proposed a couple of different options, like one, we could waive the registration fee totally and the member only is responsible for their hotel cost. Or we could give a fixed dollar amount of sub or we pay half of the hotel costs for each member or only for excluding associate members. Um, um, idea that uh, I'm adding on to this 2019 way to subsidize transportation. And I kind of think I want to move one to the top of the list. It's the nature of the community that we're serving Transportation is probably the most critical issue. Um, could we figure out how to support a bus down the valley? Or do we subsidize a, a charter, um, provide a reimbursement for transportation costs? These are all Things we, of course, um, uh, not generic, but it should be specific. That's the word, specific location, depending on where the convention is going to be. Goose Bay is off of the I-5 corridor, difficult to get to. <clears throat> and we would have to have some way of bringing people from the corridor, the I-5 corridor, Um and we've done that before. We did it with a school bus that we rented because of cost. That was less expensive than a nice tour bus. And uh, it had its issues for sure. We've heard about it for years. <laughs> years and years. And uh, if the convention was in Klamath Falls, that would have the same issue. Getting people out of the corridor and over to some other location. If we eventually got a um, chapter in Ben, um, that would have the same issue, even though Ben is not a pretty hot and he uh, heavy traveled um, interstate, you know, 22, I think, or 20 or something like that, that goes over, depending on where you're coming from. But um, I'd like to open that uh, conversation up for other ideas, creative thinking, um, but it if we were to build this into our budget, our budget right now, um, we have a lot of, of uh, fixed line items that are traditional that we fund, and they are important, each and every one of them. But we have the tendency to 
flux our income, hoping that it will increase to cover these items. And that has been the way we've been budgeting. Where we beef up some of that um, interest in dividend income from our investments and say, let's just increase that up and we'll uh, we'll figure it out if it doesn't work. And that would be the case here to unless we have something, you know, one way or another, do we want to cut um, more of our travel? Do we want to cut um, some of our convention costs? Do we want to cut down our grants? Do we want to um, reduce our printing expenses? Uh, email and electronic. Um, but each one of those is not that significant of a, of a line item. Our line items that are the most significant tend to be our convention our um, legislative activity, our leadership training that um, still is way below what uh, what that $8,000 figure is. Um, our board travel, that is one of the key line items we have. Um, maybe a suggestion would be that we don't meet in January in person as we traditionally do. Um, although I think that's built into our bylaws, that would need to be a change, I think. But yeah, I believe that. We put to better use to subsidize our conventions, which I think um, serves a, a broad goal of the Oregon blind community to get them to the convention. Um, they, I think they get convention, then we do some board meeting opinion. Um, this uh, same discussion that I just uh, laid out for you would be the same discussion we have if we want to talk about a legislative, or I mean, a, I'm sorry, a leadership $8,000. We're going to have to find the money. Yeah. Same, so, same issue and transportation yeah. is an issue for that. Um, one thought I had just would help this in 2022 is the unused funds from 2021. I know 2020, 2021, less expenses is normal. Your report, there was over dollars anticipated from this year as unused. So, you yeah. know, potential to put that into a fund. Um, and I, and I really liked what you were talking about with, um, you know, depending on location kind of changes what we might need to focus on. And, you know, it is true. If it's set in Eugene or um, Salem, most people around the you know, Klamath Falls, we haven't had Klamath Falls attendees in a while. Joan Hill did many times, but I think it would be great. So have to have something creative to, to even get some people might get some extra transportation help because of the cost of their, because of their location. You know, the other thing is, you know, I've gotten a couple of stuff on potential sites for next year. And the fact is motel rooms, right. And even holding a con the room rates are not going to be a hundred dollars or less anymore. 
um, they quoted 129, another one 150. And so that's where I, if it was a, a central location and we could help subsidize the, um, the, the room rates, you know, might be able to get more people in person. So let's be flexible. Might be that we have some kind of a plan to flex the support between lodging and transportation. Yeah, 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 that's that's a good idea. Does any other board members have any comments? Well, just, just when we were first talking about uh, meeting in Cottage Grove, the uh, Road Valley chapter was talking about uh, hiring a van so a number of the people could come up. They were all excited about that and very disappointed when they couldn't have an in-person uh, convention. They just wanted to get out and do something, and it was going to be a good idea to go join people. Yeah, and I, I will say um, that's Southwestern to an in-person van. Um, so that having that option to subsidize that expense would be great. Any other board comments? Yes. Madam President. Darian and then Leonard. So, um, Leonard, go because it's my thought. Okay, Leonard, go ahead. You know, um, oh, yeah. Our state, don't we have money from these other that for one year we could, could draw? Uh, oh, I don't know what the funds was for 155,000 and one per. We're going to have to to subsidize, raise it in the budget for the convention. Um, get so we can get people to come and to help them come with the pri way prices are, and the prices are going to stay probably like they are through this. So uh, we need to to uh, figure out where where it can come from i'm sure it, it, we could do something like that and put more into the budget for the convention remembered my point would you like me to speak to Leonard's, uh question first uh yes please sue okay um yes we have more money in our investment funds than what is restricted we are carrying excess funds in there However, keep in mind that if we pull funds out of there, we are reducing our interest and dividend income that we earn on those funds. So our source of, of uh, funding will go down there in order to support an activity that we uh, move that money to. So we need to make sure that uh, we don't get carried away and just pull that out and then be, have a shortfall in our income that we've budgeted. Thank you, Sue. Darian? So what was the hope for what we would accomplish with this discussion today? Because I almost feel like um, we need an ad hoc committee maybe to study this and maybe present in January um, to I don't know, come up with some um, 
numbers. I, and that that's kind of hard to do because we don't. Yeah. And and I think, Darian, that the purpose is we have a, a budget to take care of and present to the membership. So I believe that was part of it with Sue's wanting this discussion. Is, is that correct, Sue? Is so that we make sure to get room on the budget. Yes, yeah. if, if uh, we felt that was important to immediately budget for that. If you uh, thought that let's move forward and just beef up something to help cover that cost, then we would adjust the budget accordingly. Um, if we choose that we can't move that fast, then I do support Darian's suggestion of developing a committee to study it and put together a presentation. Yeah. Could that mean something such as um, just um, plan t planning how much money, up to so much money to cover lodging or something? Do you need a motion like that to um, to allocate so much money? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's what would be great. Darian, because then I think your idea of that ad hoc committee to work on that during, you know, for 2022, um, does that sound good to you, Sue, to have a, a motion to allocate so much money in the budget? Yes, I think so. Um, it may not be enough to uh, support it to the level we need, but the whole gist of this conversation was to increase our attendance. Yeah. But do we need to have that discussion during our discussion about the budget so we can be hearing all the numbers and how they would move around? Okay. Hey, Carrie. Yes, Cassie? Well, my thought is this year we're doing the auction, so that's going to add income into um, our funds. So is that something maybe we do our auction to help fund something like this for next year? Yeah, that's a great whatever, idea. Whatever money we bring in from the auction, that goes into a separate, not a separate account, but goes into yeah. like, like funds that gets rolled over to use for this purpose next convention. Yeah, so it looks like, you know, that would be a potential income source. Of course, we have no idea what that's going to be at this point. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> between our auction and, you know, those unused funds for from this year might set us a uh, you know, a potential amount, Sue, for to start with? Yes, I think that's a good start to um, at least try to bolster next year's attendance that way. Um, yeah. And as we work on this, maybe we can develop something more substantial to be a permanent support. Yeah. Um, but I like that if somebody would like to make a proposal at their membership may meeting, maybe, or... Mm -hmm. I don't think we do it here. Do we do it open up to the membership to Alec, to uh, make a motion to dedicate those funds? Designate. Designate is the word. Yeah. So, Carrie, is that adding funds to the convention um, line item? Um. I, I, I think it, I think, well, Sue's the bookkeeper. Would that be a separate line item, Sue, that's a member support to attend convention or something? 
Um, I would yes, I would suggest we add it under convention, but yeah. uh, make it a, a single, a separate line item, so it'll be able to follow the paper trail mm -hmm. and, uh, from year to year. No, right. increase that yeah. or not. Yeah. So, so what I what I think we would do with this, Sue, is we could move into um, the budget discussion. That's the next item on our budget, and okay. we could. Um, you know, because our responsibility is to present the budget to the general membership. And yeah. so as a board, we could vote to, you know, use those unused funds from this year and the, the funds from the auction um, to go towards that, you know, designated funds for mem member attendance at the con right. in-person convention. Um, and then that just becomes part of the budget that we present on Sunday. Right. Carrie? Yes, Darian. What was the amount of, I guess I should say Sue, but I need to ask your permission. <laughs> um, what was the amount of unused funds that we would have access to? Um, 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 it was like over six, it was like 66 something or it was well, over 6,000. At this point in time, yes, our yeah. uh, surplus of ordinary income was 6,254. Obviously, yeah. we're not to the end of the year yet, so that may yeah. change. So we could, we could, um, technically we could have a line item. Well, I don't know. I guess the numbers don't awesome. <laughs> You're the bookkeeper, Sue. Could we have a line item that just states any unused funds from this year and proceeds from our auction will be in there? You yes. mean a motion? We, we did um, before in 2000, um, Okay, 18, we carried over profit to 2019. Yeah, so so it, it wouldn't have a definite figure in the budget until we know what that is after the auction and after right. the end of this year. And then so. what, what the membership des, uh, delegated me to do was to adjust the uh, whatever line it was that we were flexing to balance mm -hmm. the budget in the income. And I think okay. it was like the dividend income from okay. which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in this case, it would be the income from the auction and unused. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So, so we'll, we can, um, I would say, you know, we'll need an ad hoc committee. I may not be president come uh, January 1st. <laughs> but, but, you know, we will recommend that we have an ad hoc committee to help, you know, figure out um, how to help support people to get to the 2022 hopefully in-person convention. Um, so we'll go ahead and move on to the budget now because we've already been talking about that. So Sue, you want to talk okay. about the budget? Yeah, I'm making a note here. Ad hoc committee development, develop a transportation plan. Okay. Yeah, transportation slash lodging, you know, a, a get members to, uh, to right. convention plan. <laughs> yep. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, so... The budget for this year, I left the convention income the same as uh, 2021 at $4,000. Um, the in investment and interest income, um, we're coming in actual at 13074 and I had budgeted last year 24900 But remember, this is the line that we kind of flex things in order to support the expenses that we want to do. But I brought it down substantially to 14500 because our interest um, 
investment income has been declining over the years. I sent out to all the um, ACB of Oregon members a five-year um, spreadsheet so that you could see back in 2017, our investment income was coming in at $25,000. Most of uh, our money comes from cash dividends and taxable interest. Um, so it was 25000 in 2017. It went up to 34800 in 2018. Then it started declining. 2019, our interest and dividend income was 19900 Then in 2020, it went down to 17300 And then in 2021, so far, we're only at 13000 mm -hmm. So I think it would be way over estimating to keep this figure up at 24900 which is about where it's been every year in the budget. So I brought it down to 14500 but again, that will that can be a discussion item. Um, uh, fundraising income, I put that at four thousand um, dollars. Our vehicle donation income has been increasing, and we are up to a thousand forty-seven dollars this year. Um, we had started out way back in two thousand seventeen; it was at four hundred dollars, and each year it's been building. Um, but I budgeted 2000 for that for fundraising and then other fundraising 2000, which might be a little high where we haven't been hitting 2000 in other, but the secret fundraiser did well for us. The, um, what else do we have in here? Um, oh, oh, okay. Um, Amazon smiles and birthday fundraiser are the other two things that we're going to discuss tomorrow. Uh, to our membership, and hopefully, maybe that will help support that line. So that justifies the four thousand I'm putting in for fundraiser. Um, our other income is uh, affiliate chapter donations. That's money that comes from national angel wall donation. I only budgeted five hundred. Um, general donations that uh, put I put that at two thousand, which is what we've been budgeting every year, but we haven't been hitting that mark and membership income uh, at 7,000, which is about average of what we bring in. Um, so total income altogether, 25,900. Now to spend that money, um, board travel, board operating expenses, I budgeted $6,330. Um, for that course, the last uh, two years, we haven't been spending any of that. Um, 2017, 18, and 19. 2017, we only spent 2,400. 2018, we spent 5,000. And 2019, we spent 7,000. Um, and that's been the cost of travel of, uh, that sends our president um, and some of the couple of board members to, to back east to the legislative and the president's meeting that you attend. Um, and then board travel to the meet, in-person meeting we do once a year and um, the board expenses of attending the convention. So that's 6,330. Program expenses is our convention expenses. Um, we usually budget a good um, $8,000 for that. The Oregon uh, legislative activity, I budgeted a thousand for that. Um, and the ACB legislative meeting, that's $1,000.
um, Oregon Scholarship to National. That's a amount that we send to the National Convention every year to support, uh, to award a scholarship to an Oregon attendee or an Oregon uh, blind, not attendee, it, they don't have to attend, right? It's to an Oregon uh, blind student. Um, and that's $2,500. And there have been year, years that they don't use all the money. And so part of it stays with national. And then they credit us to the following year. Um, grants and allocations, $1,500. Blind skills is $1,500. And oral whole park, $1,000. Those have been ongoing dedicated funds. Um, or pro not dedicated, what's the word? commitments that we've given to these organizations. So our total program expense is 15,800. Our member support um, is the stylus and the web page postage, uh, membership printing, membership dues that we pay to the national that we forward, membership awards and gifts. We haven't really done that in several years. And the angel wall um, amount is $500 that I budgeted, but that offsets the income that hopefully we get a donation coming in to support whoever we're making an angel of. Um, so our member support is $2,200. Then the general operating expense is chapter support money. We budget $150 for that. And I think that's in our bylaws that if we have a new chapter that starts up, we give them a seed money. Um, we have a year in uh, tax and compilation. That's $600. Um, the warranty re, uh, renewal for the embosser, Braille embosser, is $650. Um, corporate filing fees, $120. That is like the CT12 fee that we have are assessed when we file that with the state. And then there is, um, I think the 990 has a $50, well, I can't remember, $50 fee or not. Um, we have... Um, our, our board insurance is in here, office supplies, and uh, bank and merchant fees. And the merchant fees are going to be um, higher this year probably than we've had in the past because our, of our attendance at the um, convention here. Last year, I had $36 is all we took in, but I think I've been um, doing a lot of manual keying in of debit cards and credit cards that people have called me and say they wanted to read me the number. When we do that, we pay a higher fee. A higher fee is assessed and taken with the square than if we uh, if they just paid it through the website. Um, but we'll see how that comes out. So total general, general operating is 1570 so the way that I ran that budget, that uh, expenses meet 25900 and that gives us a balanced budget in the end. So any comments or suggestions or and any any motions to you know add an item? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we add in um, six thousand dollars in income that we carry over from uh, this year to, to the budget then we have $6,000 we can plug in to member, um, to well, to the convention cost here for lodging and transportation. And then how would we determine how we pay it out? That would be maybe what an ad hoc committee would need to determine. How is Correct. that duplicated? Yeah, yeah, that's what the ad hoc committee would have to help determine. Um, 
so so I think I think a motion that we could use is something like you know use the unused funds from 2021 plus auction income to add to convention expenses to be used for to get more members to the convention. What's auction uh, earnings? Yeah. Yeah, auction proceeds. Yeah. So would it, anybody be willing to make that motion? Yes, Leonard. I, I move that we use the $6,000 of unused funds to our convention uh, amount in the budget for our convention for increasing attendance and any other income such as uh, the auction or others that, that we could uh, commit to that later on. Okay. I, I have a, okay, thank you. Was that Mona? Yes. Okay, so I have a motion from Leonard seconded by Mona. Is there any other discussion? And I'll call for a vote. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Any other um, discussion on the budget? We need, we need to have a motion to approve it with that amendment. Thank you. <laughs> so, can I so get that motion? <laughs> I'd entertain a motion that we accept the budget um, that we with the amendment. Yes, Leonard. Madam President, I I move that we accept the budget as presented with the amendment for the uh, unused funds. Thank thank you. A I second. second. Thank you, Teresa. So we have a motion from Leonard, seconded by Teresa to accept the budget as presented with the amendment. Any further discussion? All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Yay, we got through the budget, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sue, thanks so much. You know, you do such a great job at explaining it, so we're all able to understand um, the numbers, which is really a gift. Hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we do have somebody with some background noise. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you, Sue. So, <clears throat> the, the next thing on our... Um, agenda is braille embossing guidelines that I, um, we do have some background noise. So if you have that, please mute. So I had gotten a, a letter from Oregon Alliance on aging and vision loss with some concerns about some, some braille materials that they had requested. And so I met with Teresa and Tyann. So Tyann um, Wilmoth has been our volunteer Brailleist for a while. <laughs> and I know that she had worked a lot with Teresa on the stylus. So I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, turn it over to them to talk about this a little bit. I volunteered to do this, the Brailing, um, oh, what, a year and a half ago? Mm -hmm. Thank God. Has it? I, a while. It's been a, a couple while. Years it's been a while. Yeah. And 
I have been self-teaching Duxbury and all the bells and whistles that go with it. And now that I have Microsoft Word, um, it's much easier to uh, convert a document to plain text. And that was one of my hangups. And we decided that we needed to set some guidelines because I did get, I did get uh, the email from OAAVL, um, and um, so there, there were some technical issues with um, the documents. And apparently in the process of translating document uh, got cut. So that was my fault for not paying attention. And then we had the issue of, I did get it out in time, I thought. And then I was told that they never got there and come to find out they were put back in our mailbox. So, so that wasn't my fault. Yeah. And, and, you know, Tyann, um, you know, when we talked about this, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for you, um, you know, speaking of where those, you know, inadequacies, you know, like, learning, trying to teach yourself, you know, um, so, but I, I appreciate your honesty with that. Um, and during our conversation, we came up with kind of a list of guidelines, right? Yeah. Um, so I'd like you to go ahead and go over those. Um, and so that people could kind of know what would happen if they're requesting some Braille. I have that list handy, if that's helpful. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay, great. Great. Thanks. Okay. Okay. So when somebody sends a request for um, some documents to be embossed, that um, Tyann will respond, letting them know that she did, in fact, get it. Um, the requester will, uh, well, you know, they'll probably have a deadline and Tyann will discuss with them uh, what's possible within, you know, technically what all has to happen to produce that document to discuss, uh, you know, how they want the document and make sure that everybody's on the same page about how they want it to be. To, to look when it's done or do, do require. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this very well. <laughs> I'm reading it, but I'm kind of paraphrasing it. Um, she will make sure that she proofreads the document, which I know she does that anyway, but okay. Um, and to return, return the products, uh, you know, in, in a timely manner or talk about, you know, why that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, she will we'll save copies of it. And that's that's all I have on that list. Okay. Yeah, was the first one on there, um, Teresa, that whoever's requested actually call Tyann about it instead of just sending an email? You know, we didn't say that, but that would make sense. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought we had talked about that. Let's, we maybe we did, but it's not on the list. So not on, okay. So, so, so to do the initial call, mm-hmm. I'm writing this down. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So an initial call to Tyanne to discuss the project. Um, so and. And the, oh, the last thing you did have on there um, was something because Darian had sent um, a list of requests, which I think those guidelines incorporate what she had sent out. Um, this, that last one of saving the materials in case more ones are requested, you know, I, that's not what was, that was not on our original um, guideline list. Okay, that's here now. Okay. It says, Retain, retain, set up to save time if the same documents are requested again. That's the wording. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So these are um, a set of guidelines that we kind of set up to, you know, hopefully make the communication between chapters and, you know, our volunteer helpful. Um, and so are there any other Discussions or questions? I have a question. Okay. Yeah. Um, On the uh, requester side, maybe there should be some guidelines on how the material is composed when it's presented to her, such as what you and I were discussing this morning. Oh, yeah. Like text, like some of the formatting being out. Yeah. Yeah. Things that I'm not aware of as a person not uh, familiar with converting text to Braille. Yeah. Yeah. So one of what I was uh, mentioning to Sue earlier is, you know, if you took our program, for instance, it has a lot of centering and graphics and bolding and all this um, other cool stuff. So the sighted world, it makes it nice. Um, but when you, Tyanne just took that document, you're going to have all stuff that's annoying to a Braille reader. <laughs> Yeah. And she could literally cleaning up all. And so, um, you know, the person who produces the documents that wants it put into Braille, they kind of know more what they're wanting out of that. And so, so that's a good, I, a good recommendation, Sue, is that the um, person requesting it, you know, have a simplified format that they provide. Maybe you should um, put as uh, one of your last or somewhere right after via phone call. Um, maybe the next bullet should be that Tyann will um, um, just formatting or, of, you know, um, yeah. basic uh, needs of the document. Writing that down. Madam President. Yes, Leonard. If you're uh, the process that we're in here is, is developing some guidelines for the embossing, I don't think you want to make uh, for Tyann. So if someday she isn't doing it anymore, uh, you don't have to write new guidelines for somebody else. It should be for anyone that's that's, that's doing the Braille embossing. Yeah, that's a very valid point. So, so we'll make sure that the guidelines, when they're written up, doesn't necessarily. We'll just have a general term, Brellist. Are we going to call her the Brellist? What? 
Trans driver, royalist. Embosser. Yeah. Embosser. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the right name. Yeah. We'll figure out a term. Yeah. To have it generic. Thank you. Thanks for that comment, Leonard. Any other um, comments? Great. So, um, so we'll get that written up and then, um, when we get that all together, we'll get it out to all the board members and we'll make sure to get that to chapter presidents and stuff so that everybody's aware of, um, you know, how to get materials produced in Braille for their chapters when needed. Thank you. And, you know, Tyan, just thank you for the time you spend doing that. You know, I know that sounds like a, uh, plane taking off or something when you start that machine up so yeah carrie i've got a question yes mona okay if uh a chapter and actually this is something that has come up in our chapter Mm -hmm. we're getting ready to put out some things in doctor's offices i let me wait a minute we're we're trying to put out some things to go in doctor's office and we're looking to put um a small heading on them in Braille. Basically, something different than any other flower desk that mm-hmm. pick up. Um, would it be reasonable to thing embossed? Uh, anybody who wants to have something embossed, uh, put a charge on it. Um, time, mm-hmm. times money, everything cost to emboss um, as, as a president chapter, I would think it's perfectly reasonable if we wanted to have something embossed that was strictly something that we were using as an outreach within our chapter, we'd be willing mm-hmm. to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great point, especially as an outreach so far um, is like our convention programs or, you know, chapter by so I've been coming across an outreach is we're working with and some of the agencies trying to make uh, what they offer people more accessible to mm-hmm. have a vision problem. And do you have your information available in uh, in Braille. I mean, anybody can mm-hmm. do large print. You can just sure. push it up on your printer. But do you know? Do you have this available in Braille? And they say to get it, they have no. They've got yeah. no clue. That's a dead end. If, yeah. If um, and and uh, this could Mono, this could be something that would make money for the group. This could be a, it, it could a, a except for money maker. There are um, specific transcription like rules and all this stuff that goes along with it. So having a volunteer, if it was going to go to that level, you know, there's certifications and stuff for Braille transcriptionists. Um, And so that's kind of at a level we're not at right now for production of things for other places. So it might be something to consider in the future. um, Yeah. Yeah. We can take that under valid way of making some money. Sure. That is that would be specific to mm-hmm. this group. Yeah. 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 Great. Harry. Um, actually, you know, you know, Darian, I'm sorry, but we have like eleven minutes before our blind history lady is due to talk. 
Um, and we still have just a couple more things. So I'd kind of, um, so the Braille label printer request, um, Tyann and Allen, um, they did request a Braille label printer. I know there, there's been some issues in the past in Portland. Um, Teresa has had Aaron print labels at work and then he brings them back. And so just mailing printing labels has been kind of a big issue and getting those printed. I will say um, <clears throat> that that Sue did contact me earlier and mentioned that they have a printer that they would be willing to donate to help with this. Um, and I did ask Tyann previously to send me a link to a label maker $30 on Amazon and it's currently on sale for like 90 9349 um so is there any um discussion on this matter i i think tyann and alan were you know hoping that we would approve to purchase a label maker specifically for them to print the labels i'll so purchase a label maker so so tyann what what were you saying so just to give you guys an example of why it would be helpful for us is there were so there were transportation issues in getting the labels from Teresa to me. We ended up I ended up 830 at night going over in a LYFT and uh there were two that we had to print out because it was last minute and you know it's just it the whole aaavl issue probably could have been prevented if we could have printed out the labels okay and so like those extra two labels that we did we just printed them out and taped them on we didn't even have a regular you know, yeah. label. Yeah. Yeah. Madam President. Yes, um, Sue. Labels can be printed from a regular printer. They don't need to be a label maker. Um, you can do a regular printer, and that's the way I've always done the labels for the conventions when I was doing everything here. Um, also, a regular printer could benefit um, you with other activities in this um, endeavor of uh, putting on a convention or any other uh, thing, you know, that for your chapter even. Um, pr the printer that we're willing to donate, it would be free. It's a $600 printer um, normally. And the toner cartridges run what, $45. Yeah, like an Office Max. Print 1,200 pages, or you can get a, um, what they call it, a, uh, an, a, what I call that, a beefed up one. Anyhow, they can do 2,800 yeah. pages. Yeah. So I think a regular printer might be uh, more beneficial, in my opinion. So Alan has some reservations about an actual printer for labels because printers jam. And um, also, we can do one at a time if we need to. We um, there, 
the labels are standard for USPS, UPS, FedEx. Um, and it's something that I would be able to easily use. So I wouldn't have to depend on Alan. Well, one more argument on my side. Um, printers jam, but so do label makers. And I've not had any jam issues with labels here, as long as you use the correct Avery number in uh, how you set up the label, which you have to do with a label maker. Um, and you can print one individual label if you need to. You can do that. Um, Let's see, what else did you say? I think that's all the issues you said. Yeah, Madam President. Yes, Leonard. Yeah, I, I agree with, with Sue. I um, have a printer and I can do labels and pick one out of the sheet. You follow the instructions to do it. If I can do it, I would think printer anybody could do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Is there any other discussion motions anything so so tyann would you guys um be interested in in trying the donated printer is it ink or uh, laser i think it's a laser because it's a toner so it's a laser printer because we already have we already have a laser printer so then it sounds like just a matter of getting the Right, Avery labels and just giving it a shot. It right? sounds like. Yeah, that's what mm. it sounds like. What is the difference between the Braille label and the regular printer? I guess I've never I've never worked with a Braille label. Okay. Before. Yeah, I'll, I can talk to you off offline about that, okay. Cassie. So um, yeah, because because we're right. running out of time. Are they asking yeah. for a Braille labeler or a print no, labeler? A print, a print a label machine, a printer for printing out labels that, for addresses. And it doesn't take ink. She's talking about the labels that went on the goodie bags that came in the mail to you. Yeah, the mailing address labels. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't take ink? Nope. It's like some heat thing, like Alan, Alan's techie heat okay. would be able to yeah. explain it better. Okay, well, we only have a few minutes left before um, our speaker's going to be talking. So no motions have been mentioned or anything regarding this topic, so I'm just going to move forward. Um, I put on here donations to ABC, ACB Media, I think last year, um, and their holiday auction. So last um, year we donated, I think we did $200. We did $50 towards uh, an auction item and $150 to ACB Media. I'm recommending that maybe we donate $200 to ACB Media and see about sending a, a holiday auction basket from something like Made in Oregon Um in maybe the amount of $75. That's just my recommendations. So do I have any discussion from board members? Any motions? Where did you come up with the $200? Um, I believe I talked to Deb Cook-Lewis last year and, and was told that a lot of times that's kind of been a standard um, donation amount to ACB Media. 
So that's, this is Deb, that's what we used to charge when we actually charged. And we decided when we got to the pandemic that we would stop charging, but we would accept, gladly accept donations if states appreciated the help. Or even if they didn't appreciate it, I guess. But we would, we would, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd rather be in person, right? But if, but if, if you found that what we're doing for you is helpful, um, we're all of most of the people who uh, provide the services of this are volunteers. We do have a little bit of staff. I'm not one of them. Um, they are. There are some staff, but most of it's volunteers. But we do have a lot of behind the scenes expenses because we pay for the webinar stuff. We pay for the servers. We pay for. Um, Lots of stuff. So, um, uh, so it's actually a, a pretty good service, but um, it it's here kind of because people have contributed to it. So it's entirely optional, but um, we really appreciate it when affiliates do. Madam President. Yes, Michael. So I want to make a quick comment, and then I'd like to make a motion as well. The comment okay. is that people need to realize that just for the two different webinar features is $80. Um, granted, that is for other people who are using the Zoom calls and stuff, uh, because we're not the only convention in October. Uh, and I would like to make a motion to make a $200 donation to ACB Media. I second it. Great. We have a motion that's been made by Michael, seconded by Teresa, to make a $200 donation to ACB Media. Any further discussion? Hearing none, we'll call for a vote. All in, sig all in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Um, any discussion regarding a holiday auction donation for ACB National? Hearing none, I'll move on. Um, we we are kind of running out of time. It is currently 6 p.m. Um, we do usually offer guest comments, so I will entertain three guest comments. You have less than two minutes. Are there any hands raised? There are not. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for attending our board meeting. Yeah, the board uh -huh. meeting is officially adjourned. <laughs>